Welcome to the Church Leadership Podcast, your weekly source for encouraging and equipping local church leaders with your hosts, Mark Ganey and Andy Frazier. In each episode, Andy and Mark sit down with church leaders that you should know. We believe these honest conversations will be helpful and encouraging to you as you lead the local church. Here is this week's episode. Welcome to episode number 96 of the Church Leadership Podcast. We are so glad you have joined us for today's episode, whether you're watching this on YouTube or whether you're listening to us on your favorite podcast listening app. We are thrilled that you have taken time to invest in yourself and your leadership by being a part of this podcast. Andy and I, uh, we're just we're just excited to be to be here with you. And uh, we want to encourage you to go over and subscribe to this podcast. Uh, it's on YouTube. Hit the subscribe button. You can hit the little bell and you'll be notified every time a new episode appears. Also, we want to encourage you to subscribe on your favorite podcast listing app, whether that's Apple Podcasts or, or any of the thousands of podcast apps. Uh, we don't want you to miss a single episode. And while you're at it, go ahead and leave us a rating and review. That really helps us get the word out. And you can do that really simply at one location. And you can go to ratethispodcast.com slash CLP uh, to rate our podcast. So we certainly appreciate that. And we, we, uh, we'd love for you to invite others to, to join the podcast nation. And we, we know we have new listeners probably even to this episode. So welcome aboard. And uh, we want to start today by saying happy new year. Uh, this is our first episode of 2021. And so we want to wish everyone a happy new year. Yeah, happy new year. And I'm glad you remembered how to do the intro. It's been so long since we've had a podcast episode. It has been a while. Yes, we, we've never taken a break before. Yeah, uh, but we did the last few weeks of 2020 and the first couple of weeks of 2021. Yeah, two things I noticed during our break. First off, uh, doing this podcast regularly has become a, a joy in my rhythms and, yeah. and patterns yes. in my life. So it brings a lot of joy to me to be a part of the podcast, but to not have it. I also also missed it. At the same time, it was nice to take a break. So uh, thank you so much for joining us on this episode. Normally, we we do every five episodes where it's just Mark and me. So since we've had a little break, we thought we would uh, say Happy New Year and have an episode to kind of do a few things. First off, say Happy New Year, like we've already tried to do a few times. Second, to kind of catch you up. I mean, we we need to know what's going on with the the Ganey and the Fraser crew and everything right. that's happened since Christmas. I mean, it's been a few weeks. So, Mark, catch us up on what's going on with you guys. Well, listen, uh, we we did take a break, um, and part of it was intentionally, part of it not really intentionally. So, uh, our our household had COVID, and uh, like many of you watching and listening to this podcast, you've experienced COVID too, and so it kind of shuts everything down, and uh, you can't really. When you have COVID and you're in bed, for me, I was in bed literally three weeks. Three weeks. I left my bedroom maybe a handful of times. And uh, that was very hard for somebody with my personality. And and uh, and so we just took a break. We thought rather than have, you know, the bed as the background and my terrible, awful looking bedhead and, and COVID face, uh, let's just take a break. And uh, of course, that gave us an opportunity Andy, to spend some time with family and and to step back and rest as well. Yeah, I'm I'm glad you listened to my advice so that we did take a break. He was wanting to keep yes. going. And it would have been it would have it would have not been pretty no. uh, no, to be wouldn't. seen or heard had we had uh an episode. It would have been uh 
the COVID-19 episode. Yeah, it would have been one of those that, you know, that became a meme, probably made fun of forever. So, yeah, thank you for 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 uh, for suggesting that, Andy. And here's the cool thing. Listen, I mean, it's it's this is January 2021 when we're recording this episode. We're only four episodes away from 100. That's insane. That's crazy. four away from 100. That's I'm crazy. pumped about it. Yeah. So so all that's been happening with Mark and then. Uh, the world's falling apart and <laughs> our country's gone crazy. I mean, yeah. you know, we haven't missed much since the last episode. Nah, nothing's, nothing's really happened. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, normal, normal life for our family in a pandemic culture. Uh, we are still waiting to celebrate Christmas with some of our family that we have not been able to get together with because of COVID. So that's, that's where we are. I mean, we'll, I'm I'm tempted to say Merry Christmas in it's, it's January. So yeah, we just celebrated Christmas with my parents uh, the ninth. So yeah, kind of crazy. Yeah, but I mean it. As they say, it is what it is, Mark. You know, sometimes it bees that way, Andy. Yeah. So uh, well, we want to get to to some of what we want to talk about today. And look, I know some of you have New Year's resolutions, and some of you have goals, and all those things. And we're not, Andy and I aren't going to use today to tell you you should or shouldn't have resolutions. You know, some people avoid that term, but we do believe that you should at least have goals for the year. And, uh, you know, with a flexible nature, right? We're going to talk about that in a minute, how we know after last year that, that the goals we set right now for 2021 could be absolutely useless. Uh, but I think it's always good to set goals and, and have in mind what what you really believe God is, is is wanting you to do in terms of next steps. And so I'll just share personally over the and, and the break was good for me because God helped me establish kind of a theme for the year. And I've never really done that before. This is new for me. And so I have a, I have a theme for the entire year focus. And and for me, that theme is invest. That's it. So it really comes from Matthew 6, 19 through 21. It says, don't, don't lay up uh, for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy, where thieves break in and steal, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust dis- destroy, nor where thieves break in and steal. For where your treasure is there, your heart will be also. And so using that kind of scripture, I, I really started thinking about, okay, Lord, wh- where do you want me to invest? And as a church leader listening to this podcast or watching this podcast, I think I think this is going to resonate with you a little bit. And so I just began writing down and praying through areas that I believe God's calling me to invest in. And so my deal is when I get to the end of 2021, if I look back and I invested in these areas, I believe 2021 will be one of my greatest years yet, regardless of the church size, regardless of of, you know, whatever metric you want to use, if, if, you know, financially or, you know, whatever I'm doing better or worse, if I invest in these areas. And so here, here's the areas, my marriage, that's at the top of the list, my children, my family, uh, my church leaders, both in my church and outside my church staff in my church, those that I disciple personally, the, the ones that I pour my life in, uh, fellow pastors. And that's, Part of why we do this podcast, those leaders and pastors, that's part of this is us investing in you. Um, friendships. I believe God wants me to invest in friendships. 
I believe he wants me to invest in eternity through generous giving, through generosity, and then through learning opportunities. And uh, for, for a lot of us, that may be a podcast or, you know, an online conference in 2021, whatever that looks like. And so if, if by the end of 2021, if I have invested in those areas, I absolutely believe this is going to be one of the greatest years that God has ever allowed me to live. Yeah. And it's starting off with such a bang too, right? <laughs> starting off with a bang. Yeah. Um, and I mean, honestly, if you think mark about this time last year our goals that we had for 2020 i mean dumpster fire right Uh, absolutely just burn them the specific goals that i set not just personally but ministry wise i mean just i was able to throw out the the window at some point probably about mid-march you know i mean march 15th in fact yeah yeah uh, Paul Tripp says, when it comes to New Year's resolutions, he says, don't make resolutions, make commitments. Mm, and I can't awesome. agree. I can't agree more with that. That's I think right. that's very important. And that's what you're talking about doing is making a commitment to invest in the right things. Goals are great. Uh, but goals, as as you know, I mean, goals end up being something that happens because of something else. So a a, a firm commitment in small things, doing them right. As a friend of ours says, you know, what does he say? Start small, do it right. And build it strong, build it strong. So, I mean, that's, that's a commitment level for an entire year, but for a lifetime as well. And what's amazed me over this past year is despite all of those goals, just being crushed uh, in a bad way, not in a good way, God's still blessed. I mean, uh, you and I've been talking back and forth the last few weeks. Uh, we do not have large churches. We do not have huge budgets by any means. Uh, we don't have scores of leaders or, you know, a giant paid staff. But God has blessed the ministries by his grace where we are. Right. I mean, even this this past week, you and I both have experienced in our church additions to our church people joining our church we both started the new year off in our churches with baptism so i mean uh that's that's a pretty good way to start and stay committed to doing those things and i think god will honor those commitments that's right and look and and you know we're quick to say this andy said it but that's not us okay um we cannot take any bit of credit for the blessings that we've experienced in our church. We've experienced COVID just like you. In fact, COVID has hit our church harder, honestly, since the calendar turned to 2021 than he than it did in 2020. But in spite of all that, I think we certainly have made ourselves available. But but I think it's just God's grace. And we have experienced that grace in, in an incredible way through life change and through people, you know saying this is where we want to be. And, yeah, we've and had disruptions of services. You know, Mark's been sick. He's had people in his church sick. We've had, we've both had loss of members, you know, by yeah. going other to other churches or literally just not going anywhere. Uh, we've had in the beginning, end of the year and beginning of this year, we had three members of our church who passed away because of COVID in three weeks. I mean, Mm. so our churches are hurting. Our churches are struggling in some ways. So it's, it's not all, you know, 
perfect and, and, and great and grand. So we're experiencing the, the negative aspect of everything too. But yes, at the same time, who would have ever thought that God would bless our church with new members and uh, people growing as disciples and making disciples and people being baptized and community ministry, who would have guessed that that would be happening right now? Uh, 10 months ago, not just one yeah. year, 10 months ago. That's exactly right. So, and, and to Andy's point, don't, don't limit God. Don't put him in a box. I mean, the, everything went crazy in 2020, but God still worked. I and mean, we're, we're getting ready in our church to launch 13 D groups. Uh, in fact, they're launching this week. One of them launches, I think tomorrow night. And so um, that you look, that's God in the middle of a COVID world. So God can do things. If we, if we make commitments, God can do things that we can't even imagine right now, just like he did in 2020. So Andy's got some, some uh, areas to make yeah. sure when you set goals, we're setting them the right way. I think these are pretty good commitments as a leader in the local church to commit to some of these things this year. Uh, Mark and I were talking earlier, I'm, I'm starting to, to move my journaling from a handwritten uh, notebook more to digital. The reason being, I've got access to it a lot easier. Uh, we, we both are big fans of a certain notebook that you can write things on it and scan it, and it just automatically will file somewhere. But I'm also utilizing uh, notes and some note-taking apps on my iPad. And I was just uh, right around Christmas and the first of the year, I was just kind of scribbling some things down and thinking about what are some good commitments for me personally, but also how I can encourage people leading in our church and in the local church in general for this year. And it may not be your regular goals like you would have had in 2020, you know, uh, baptize more people, have more people join the church, you know, I mean, all those kind of things, we want those things to happen, but this is probably kind of where we are and just matter of fact, things that are needed in, in our, our lives and our ministries. Number one is don't let fear or anxiety hold you back. Uh, we are living in probably the most fear-induced, anxiety-ridden society that I'm aware of probably since maybe the World Wars or the Great Depression or, I mean, in our modern area, this is, it doesn't, to me, it doesn't compare to even 9-11. As hard as that was on our country, it seemed like in a short matter of time, we rebounded and recovered. But this is kind of ongoing. And there is just, everywhere you go, there's anxiety and there's fear. And I think it's very easy to get tangled up in those things and let those things inhibit you, discourage you, distract you from, from what God's called you to do. Right. Fear is a crippler. And, you know, our good friend, Joel Mound talks about where fear comes from. And, um, you know, it, it would be, it would be good for you to go check out Joel's stuff about that. But I mean, fear, fear will absolutely cut your legs out from under you. Um, so, so I, you know, don't, don't live in a place and certainly don't make decisions from a place of fear. Yeah. It's very important right now to address that and pray about that, you know, write out those things that you're afraid of that are causing you anxiety and turn those things over to the Lord and trust him that he can help you overcome those things. Uh, another great commitment for us this year, I think is to realize the easiest way and the things that 
we think are going to make people happy may not be the best things to commit to for our churches or even personally. Uh, I wouldn't call it mob rule, but I would call it more of an echo chamber. You know, we, we tend to, to let certain voices influences more than others, but right now we're basing a lot of our decisions on the path of least resistance. And that often ends up being, we kind of look back at, all right, how can I make this easy for myself and just hold on and hold out until things get back to work to where they were. And we end up listening to those same people who are telling us, you know, things are going to get back to, to where they were. And we can't, you know, we can't wait until that and don't change this. Don't do that. Let's, let's keep doing this. And it can be not only frustrating, but it can really hinder, uh, what God wants to do in and through your church. That's right. And, you know, we've got to remember that as, as leaders in the church, you know, we, we're going to see things before others see them. And we may realize that we're not going back to normal. We may realize that it's a new normal, that the, the path forward is different than the path that got us here, but our people may not realize it yet. I had, I had two very difficult conversations in the last week about that very thing about expectations and they they walked away not happy and honestly that's hard for me that's difficult for me i like for people to be happy but the truth is what we need to realize i'm gonna get a little political not really but a little bit for a second we live in cancel culture so why would you think you're going to make everybody happy in the middle of cancel culture you're not going to and uh and look i'm, I'm preaching to the to myself here but we've got to be okay with not pleasing people. And I have a friend who says all the time, I want to please God, not men, right? Straight from scripture. Uh, you know, we do, like the apostle Paul says, we need to be pleasing the Lord, not necessarily everybody around us. Yeah. Those first two things, um, don't let fear or anxiety hold you back from doing what God's called you to do fear of man, you know, worrying so much about what makes people happy or making the easy decisions to try to make people happy. Those two things influence this third one. And that is we must be cautious. Uh, we must commit not to rushing into quick decisions, even though a lot of our decisions must be made quickly the reasoning behind them or the process we get there needs to be prayed over and thought out. Um, we had a leadership team meeting in our church about a week and a half ago, and it was reiterated in a staff meeting we had last night at our church that they were so thankful that we had several layers of our plans. All right. This is our plan. This is our intentions. But if that doesn't work, here's plan B. Here's an adjustment to plan B. Here's plan C. And if plan C doesn't work, then we've got a way to work out another plan. So, so that we don't feel like any kind of decisions we have to make that we're backed in a corner and we feel we haven't prayed over or, or thought through what is going to be best to honor God and to help our people. So it's very easy to do right now. It's just make quick rush to judgment decisions that are, are not going to be good, not just in the, in the short term, but even in the long term. That's right. And if you're like me and your leadership style is like mine, I'm, I'm you know, uh, high D personality. Uh, we are we're gifted in the ability to make quick decisions. But in a time like this, what you have to do 
Because if you're like me, you hate details. You've got to surround yourself with people who are going to ask the right questions and who can think in a detailed way. So, and you've got to, you've got to be willing to run everything through them. Because it's, it's, it's so easy to say, I know what we need to do and do it. But as a leader, you're going to, you know, you're going to put a cap on the level of, of your leadership in your church organization if you don't include those people who can see those details when you can't. So yeah. that would be my encouragement. Yeah, I think a lot about uh, pastors who didn't have any kind of social media presence, didn't utilize technology early on and, and realized all of a sudden that's where their people are. They're not going to be able to gather them in person. So, so not only did they go to streaming services or producing some kind of content and developing a, a service that they could, they could put on streaming or on the web or the internet or Facebook or whatever. But all of a sudden, some of these guys who are never in front of a camera or anything like that, all of a sudden they're going to do three devotions a day. You know, just like boom, boom, boom. And that was a rushed decision. And after about five or six days or some people made it a week and a half, you know, and all of a sudden you don't see them anymore. Yeah. So you got to be really careful and think through decisions. Some people, some people made it like three months and then all of a sudden they're out of the ministry. So I'm just. Yeah. No, that's true. Know, it's true. It's true. Bad, but true. Uh, next, all of these really tie together, just to be honest with you, just because of where we are, obviously. But be careful who influences you and and the decisions you make, not just rushing to judgment, but don't let the wrong people influence you to make the wrong decisions. And that is a commitment you have to be very intentional about. That is not something that happens by accident. Um, Many times we will let the loudest person in the room influence our decision that we'll we'll let uh, the person who may be Maybe they're not the most spiritually mature person influence our decisions, or we will let our circumstances or emotions dictate what our decisions are rather than, all right, this is what God's word says we're to do, even though it doesn't make sense right now. Or this is what, what me and the most trusted people that I've surrounded myself with who care about our church uh, or organization, or even about people uh, have have given me their, their positive insight on. So just be careful not to let the wrong people influence you to make the wrong decisions. That's right. And in addition to that, there's a lot of outside influences that can, that can, you know, make a difference in your decision-making because listen, you're listening to this podcast. Chances are, if you're watching or listening to this podcast, you're probably watching or listening to other podcasts. Mm-hmm. So be very careful in the, the influences that you put in your life externally as well. Great example of that. Okay. Now this is a total joke, but as, as a joke, two of my staff members decided to give me a Christmas present. And because everything was delayed, I didn't get it until Friday and they had this gift and I opened it on Friday. And if you're watching, you can see this. If you're not watching, I'll tell you, it is a Joel Osteen inspirational cube. I literally, I open that thing up um, and I'm like, what in the world is this? It's got 52 sermons. It's got 365 daily aspirations and 365 daily affirmations. Like, I don't know if he's saying, you know, you're good enough, you know, like, like saying, alive. the winner's in you, Mark. <laughs> That's right. So look, I am not going to allow Joel Osteen to influence my decision-making. I'm just, let me, let me put you at ease. But, but 
you know, I say that as a joke, but really we, we can let other churches, local churches, national leaders, we look at them and go, well, they're doing that. Let me do, don't let that stuff influence you either. Yeah. I think about Mark Clifton. He says, Hey, Hey, uh, church member, the last thing your pastor needs is your unprayed over opinion. That's right. Right. But I mean, the influence can also come from good things too. Sure. And by comparison, I mean, we're not doing the same thing that the churches down the road's doing, or we're not doing the same thing that the big church that has a bigger budget and more staff and more resources. We're not doing those things. So we need to up our game and, you know, and do this and do that. So that influence can also be negative. Just listen to the right people and do what God's called you to do in your church, in your context. Uh, last thing is if you feel paralyzed or overwhelmed, like almost all of us do trust, seek help. Yeah. Uh, I love that picture of that red billboard. That's a, a meme that's been around for a few years now. And it said, uh, thousands of men will die this year because they're too stubborn to get a heart checkup. And then somebody spray painted underneath it. No, we won't. Uh, So don't be stubborn and think that you're not one of those statistics that you're, you're okay. And, and you don't need help or that you can figure this out on your own. Listen, if you're paralyzed and overwhelmed, you are in a great position to do two things, to depend wholly on the Lord and not on yourself. And second, get some good godly counsel. You know, somebody who is not in your shoes, who can kind of see things that you don't see. And that will help tremendously. You will also see other people are overwhelmed and oftentimes paralyzed and don't know what to do. And you can work things out together uh, with a a group of peers or or some trusted counsel. That's right. Listen, another example. Uh, We already talked about it earlier, but I had covid Okay. And honestly, I I knew I had responsibilities. I knew I had things to do. Thankfully, by God's providence, we already had people lined up to preach unrelated to COVID. But I had other things like this podcast and stuff. And I, you know, Andy basically gave me permission to relax. And he said, Mark, this, this is not the number one priority right now. You need to rest. You need to get better. And I mean, honestly, I needed him to give me that permission, not because, you know, Andy is, is a supervisor of me, although as a brother in Christ, really he is, but, but because his friendship is valuable to me and he's able to speak truth into my life. And if I hadn't had him speak that truth and encouragement to me, I would continue to spiral down in stress and anxiety and being overwhelmed. And Andy and I both, we know people every single year that leave the ministry because they're burned out, because they're overwhelmed. And you know my story. If you've heard the second episode of this podcast, you know my story of overwhelm and burnout. And so we can't stress this one enough. If get help Don't try to do this by yourself. There's no reason to, because there are people out there who love you and who are, or want to support you and encourage you. Yeah. And that, that goes back full circle to what we talked about earlier, the difference in goals and commitments. I mean, 
goals may never be reached, may never be attained. You may fail miserably at goals, but if you're just committing to love Jesus, love your family, make disciples, I mean, that's a, that's a pretty good commitment and, and God's going to honor. If you set goals, that's great. You know what, if you achieve those goals and go above and beyond that, that's, that's wonderful, but your commitment to Christ and, and your family and your ministry that God's called you to, that's, that's the main, keep the main things, the main thing. That's right. Well, again, we, we want to wish you a happy new year. We hope this kind of sets you in the right trajectory and direction for 2021. If you hadn't already been walking in that direction and Andy and I, we're both so excited about the future of this podcast. I mean, episode 100 is, is just a few weeks away and we're excited about, about the, the party and the celebration that you yeah. get. To, I'm uh, going to go ahead and, and spill, spill the beans. Mark's giving away a brand new car. <laughs> a new car. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a hot wheels, but we're going to give, give one away. So I'm going to give five away. If it's a hot wheels. Yeah. You but, get a car, uh, you get a car, you get a car. <laughs> You get a car, you get a car. But thank you guys so much for joining us again. And we know, um, we know that uh, if you if you take to heart some of the things that we've learned uh, that God has been showing us, we we know and we hope that you've been encouraged and equipped to lead in the local church, and that we cannot wait to see you uh, next episode. Thank you guys so much for watching and listening along. We appreciate you. Happy New Year. God bless you. And we are praying for you as you commit to lead in the local church. See you next time. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Church Leadership Podcast. Don't forget to share, subscribe, and even review our podcast on your favorite podcast listening app. 